0: Hey, everybody. It's Sarah. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. Don't forget to check out our other great ESPN pods like the Woj Pod. How does 25-year-old two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo get drafted 15th overall in a week draft class? Adrian Wojnarowski investigates the twists and turns that led to a franchise and league-altering selection in 2013, a three-part series that tells this unique story, including interviews with individuals close to the process, as well as a one-on-one sit-down with Giannis himself. Check out the Woj Pod special, The Honest Draft, wherever you find your podcasts. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Well, that's what she said. Welcome to That's What She Said, conversations with interesting people from the world of sports, music, comedy, and more talking about their lives, careers, successes, and failures. Hey, everybody, it's Sarah Spain. This extra special podcast is a bit of a throwback. It's from a couple months ago. But back in March, I had now Marlins GM Kim Eng on Spain & Company for our Game Changers series. And talk to her about her career, um, what she had done to that point, uh, her aspirations, and her experiences as one of the few women in front offices of baseball. And since then, of course, she has made history, now being named the first female GM of any of the major men's professional sports in North America ever, and was just introduced by the Marlins a couple days ago. So I thought this would be a fun interview to look back on from just a couple months ago. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it.
1: That's what she said. In the world of men's professional sports, many women are breaking through and making their mark. They're not going to be looking at him sideways. The reason why I take so much objection. He is literally running with the entire team. The NBA is actually facing backlash on both sides. Their stories are told here on Spain & Company. Time for this edition of Game Changers.
0: I'm so excited to welcome you today, Senior VP of Baseball Operations, Major League Baseball. Two game changers. I almost feel like Kim is the embodiment of this segment and, and this whole uh, this whole endeavor to, to spotlight women in mostly male-driven jobs. Um, I've been hearing your name for years as someone who is setting a path for women everywhere. So I want to start about with the sort of Hollywood-esque manner in which you fell in love with baseball, which I'm reading is playing stickball on the street in Queens.
1: Yeah, Sarah. I uh I grew up playing stickball. I lived in Queens for I don't know until I was maybe thirteen years old and just grew up being a total sports fan, uh, a real tomboy, jock, and stickball was one of my loves and grew up very actually very close to Shea Stadium. Unfortunately was not a Mets fan, grew up a Yankees fan because when I was it's very probably young, probably fortunate. It was really yeah. In the, yeah, it was in the heydays Yeah, well, it was in the days of the Yankees. Thurman Munson was one of my favorite players.
0: Okay, so you end up being a softball player at the University of Chicago. You were named MVP infielder. You were uh, you were on the path to, to working where? What did you think you were going to do, gonna do uh, after college initially?
1: Early on in college, I, I thought I'd probably be in the financial world somewhere. You know, as it turns out, my senior year, I was a public policy major, and I really wanted to do my senior paper on something that meant a lot to me. And so I was really looking to try and do something on sports. And in the process, found Title IX and read about it and really learned, you know, everything that, you know, Title IX affected and, and you know, how much we have to be grateful for it. And through my research and meeting a lot of people and in interviews, et cetera, you know, decided maybe I can make a career uh, doing something in sports. So that's really how it all started.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline. Talking to Kim Eng, she's the VP, senior VP of Baseball Operations with Major League Baseball with us here on Spain and Company on ESPN Radio. So you end up getting an internship with the White Sox, and then you get hired full-time there. Keep moving your way up and how can you kind of describe your path from that early internship to where you are now? You've, you've been to a couple different teams. What was the goal at, at each step just to keep moving up a- along the way?
1: You know, I think when you get a job in baseball, you're just so mesmerized by the whole, the whole experience mm-hmm. that, you know, each day is a blessing and a treat. And, you know, you can't believe that you're, you're driving to the ballpark to go to work. So I, I'm not sure early on that there were any large, grand designs on, on what step was next. Early on, it was really just, you know, later on in my career as well, it was really just about trying to help the team get that win each day. But, you know, as I progressed through my career and I, and I had a, you know, started to get a better understanding of the industry and, you know, what different positions, responsibilities were, it was then I really started to think about you know what it meant to be a general manager, an assistant general manager, and and really trying to figure out what things I need to get under my belt in order to get me closer to those types of positions. And so, yeah, it was really I think a pivotal move for me um, was really going to New York. I joined the American League as the director of waivers and records, and really that position was. Essentially, like being a compliance officer of all the myriad of really complex rules in which, which govern the way you can move players, um, sign players, and it was through that you know gaining that expertise that then I really became, you know, a a commodity for for general managers, and they really saw you saw the the usefulness and utility of of you know my skills and. In my role, and so I think that was really one of the, the key launching points to me getting an assistant GM-ship.
0: Yeah, you were an assistant GM for the Yankees at age 29, the youngest in the major leagues, and then uh, went on to join the Dodgers as VP and assistant GM. Now you're with Major League Baseball. One of the things we love to do on Game Changers is actually talk about your every day, and, and though it may be different day to day, what are the general duties of the senior vice president for baseball operations with Major League Baseball?
1: Right now, I am in charge of international baseball development, so that part of baseball operations. And so we are basically helping international organizations run their tournaments. Uh, We actually just, unfortunately, our WBC qualifiers, uh, we had to cancel because of uh, the coronavirus situation. But we've been planning that for months and months. You know, in my tenure at MLB, I've been in charge of a lot of our scouting activities in the Dominican and Venezuela in particular. I've been in charge of our age and ID investigations. I've been in charge of a lot of our player development initiatives on the amateur side. So it, it's quite a lot.
0: Yeah, it's... uh it, that's, that's overwhelming just to listen to. We're talking to Kim Eng uh, as part of Game Changers here on Spain & Company on ESPN Radio. Is there someone that you look to as the person that gave you your biggest break or helped you the most in getting that opportunity that set your career on this path?
1: You know, I was just so fortunate that there wasn't necessarily the one person. I mean, it really was a handful of people, um, including Brian Cashman, GM of the Yankees, Dan Evans, who gave me my start in baseball. With the White Sox, and then hired me again later on with the Dodgers. Joe Torre has been very influential in my career. Bob Daly, George Steinbrenner, who were you know the owners of the Dodgers and the Yankees, respectively. I mean, and, and there's just again, I, I've just been so fortunate to have really influential people and really just great mentors, really supportive, and it just gave me a lot of freedom in my career. So I've been really fortunate. You're a
0: groundbreaker in so many ways. There are many more women working in MLB, whether in front office jobs or even coaching now, but you were on the forefront. What can you speak to in terms of the toughest part of being one of the only women in a lot of these positions and in a lot of the spaces in which you work?
1: You know, in general, I will say that most people have been very supportive and have just treated me as a professional you know i think that there are examples of guys you know particularly early on in my career you know before before i had really risen the ranks who just hadn't seen women really before in the front office out on the field before batting practice and i think that you know there is just so there's a novelty about it but there's also you know definitely some side glancing go on but i think you know one of the things that i've really tried to do in my career is to prove myself day in and day out and make sure I align myself with people who, you know, can be influential and who have really good reputations and built my reputation with those people so that those people have really been able to, you know, stand by my side and say, no, you know what, Kim's pretty good. She knows what she's doing. And I think by, You know, really having those people in your corner, those people with credibility in the industry, it's been so helpful to me. But listen, you know, I think there, there are always those situations where people just haven't encountered a woman being allowed into the clubhouse at certain points. I will say that most of the examples of people not understanding have been people who are not necessarily in front offices. It's been right. security guards. It's been clubhouse attendants who really have not been exposed to much of this at all. And so, so those were the you know, the daily bumps and bruises that I encountered. There have been a couple of you know, larger examples, but for the most part, I've been quite fortunate in a lot of this. And yeah. um, you know, for 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 those women out there, you know, I would say that you know, education and really trying to make people understand. And I know it's hard it is really, really difficult uh, at times, but trying to have some patience and again, trying to align yourself with people who have a lot of credibility, uh, you know, and when you walk into a room uh, with that person, people turn around and take notice and understand like, Oh, okay. She belongs. No question. Right. It's, been a hard situation it's gotten better but we still have a long way to go
0: well i'm sure all the people coming behind you that are finding these incredible jobs are thankful that you've helped clear that path for them and and fight some of those early fights and that is excellent advice to align yourself with the smart people the people that have the power know what they're doing and get on their side thanks so much for taking some time to talk to me kim really appreciate it
1: okay sarah thank you that's what she
0: said